Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Sex, Love, and Addiction. This show was created to provide accurate expert information and support for those seeking insight into the painful realities of cheating and infidelity, sex and porn addiction, as well as the relationship between chronic drug abuse and paired sexual behavior, commonly known as chemsex. I'm your host, Dr. Rob Weiss, a licensed therapist, addiction specialist, sexologist, clinical educator, and author of 10 books on intimacy, addiction, sexuality, and relationship health. This podcast is a forum for discussing sex, love, and addiction in frank, fact-based, informative ways. My primary goal is to bring you clear advice, opinions, and feedback from some of the world's most renowned experts in human sexuality, trauma, addiction, mental health, and relationship intimacy. This show is sponsored by Seeking Integrity Treatment Programs, which are also dedicated to providing expert-focused, highly specialized residential treatment for men struggling with sex, porn, and related addictions. You can learn more about Seeking Integrity and my work there at www.seekingintegrity.com. Now let's get started. Hey everybody, I'm so glad you made it to Sex, Love and Addiction. I have a really special episode coming up for you because the topic that we're going to talk about is my favorite. And I think if you understand the topic, you'll understand why. You know, we have love, that's a good topic. We have home, that's a good topic. We have family, that's a great topic. We have relationships, Lord, do we talk about that topic? But my favorite topic is that of gratitude. I brought a friend to you today who's going to be talking about gratitude, and his name is Carl Stabe. And Carl wrote a book called Bring Gratitude. In fact, if you look at his website, bringgratitude.com, you'll see his smiling face looking out at you, talking about the reasons that he believes and the ways that he believes gratitude can make a difference in our lives. And for me, as a recovering person, and certainly as a therapist who understands the kinds of places we need to take ourselves inside to find life and make life better, Gratitude is a really important place for me. And so I wanted to bring on my friend, Carl. Carl, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Where are you coming here from now? What, where do you live in the country? I live in Texas in San Antonio. Now, there's a lot to be grateful for in San Antonio. I have been there, and I bet there's a lot that you have to be grateful for in your life. I know that you had a sick dad, and one of the reasons that you really invested in the whole concept of gratitude had to do with going to see that dad who I guess he'd been a pretty tough guy and then he ended up not being such a tough guy as he became ill. Is that what what brought you to this? Yes. I've always been fascinated um, with the mind, uh, practicing yoga, meditation, but I kept hitting walls. And this book was a um, culmination of Everything that's been happening since you know my teenage years, uh, my struggles with depression, and so um, it was on my third try of keeping a gratitude journal that started to come out. And it was my, my father was passing, and so when I saw him in the um, ICU bed and him tied to all those tubes and looking depressed and bloated and you know um, very sad, I realized that I needed to, you know, find a way to be more connected to who I was because I know that as he was going through that, he couldn't function the way that he wanted to. And I think he functioned on willpower and he functioned on, you know, being able to persevere through anything. 
So, so there's a lot of us, I think it's part of what you're saying, that we kind of get through life with grit. You know, I'm going to pull myself by the bootstraps and I'm going to push myself through that situation, kind of like I think you said your dad did. And here you are seeing him in a situation where he couldn't push himself through a paper bag. And that brought up a different way of looking at things for you. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah. And I realized I didn't want to be on that same track. And what track did you not want to be on? What does that mean for you? And how did you see yourself on it already? Because I I realized I was repeating a lot of the same patterns that he was. Um, I guess that's where you learned them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. I learned them from watching him. and, And I think we all do. We learn from watching our parents. Of course we do. It's not a shame. It's a gift most of the time. But sometimes the gifts have to be sorted through. And it sounds like you got a gift from your dad that you weren't sure that you wanted. Yes. And what was it? If we could name that gift, what would you call it? The one you didn't want, the one you wanted to grow past? Uh, I would say lack of uh, self-compassion, lack, lack of self-gratitude. It's interesting because you started and you said, you know, you were working on yourself by pouring yourself into meditation and self-observation and, and I think I don't know, yoga, I think you said. And it's almost like you said that when you said that, it sounds like you poured yourself into that, like your dad poured himself into things. Like, I'm just going to get into this meditation stuff and I'm going to learn this yoga stuff and I'm going to really power through it. And is that what you had to reflect back on and say, wait a minute, I don't think I got this right. Yeah, it was a huge part of it. I didn't really realize a lot of the programming that was going on behind the scenes. And when that started, when I started opening up to that, and it was uh, a a lot of it was due to this gratitude journal that I went back to, and it opened up my eyes to all these patterns and all these, you know, ideas that I thought were just completely true weren't. So can you give us some examples of what some things you thought were true that you don't think are? That I was stupid. That was a common theme that would go through my head again and again and again. And it, it held me back. And at times it still does. And I'm not perfect, but I've gotten so much better. Stupid people don't write books, Carl. And, <laughs> and even if they try, they don't really finish them. So you, that one's definitely out. But what you said is, I mean, I didn't expect you to say that. And I was really touched. I'm sure anyone heard that was. Because I expected you to say, oh, you know, I had to work past, you know, what it meant to be a man or what, what it meant. But, but you're talking about the most basic things about seeing yourself as worthwhile. Yes. And when we see ourselves as worthwhile, which takes a lot of work and a consistent work and not stopping because we can always go deeper. That's when the, I think the joy opens up inside of ourselves. And this thing about gratitude. So let me go back to it. You've written a book about gratitude and you see it as a, a change agent, an agent of change in your life, this, this concept of gratitude. You're standing there watching your dad, as I think a lot of people are these days, sick and unwell and getting ready to pass or whatever was going on with him and him without his power, without his mojo. How did you tie that to the word gratitude in your mind? I was sitting by his bedside. He was sleeping. It was just me, my mom, and my brother went out uh, to get some food. And I watched him struggle with his breathing. And I got really sad. Um, I cried and then realized, like, I'm an introvert. I like to process things uh, through writing. I like talking to people, but I do a lot of self-analyzing. And so- You're a thinker. I'm a thinker. Yes. An overthinker. I'm recovering <laughs> overthinker. There you go. 
And, uh, and so, and, you know, and, and we're hardwired to see the negative. It's helped us survive for thousands of years. And by the way, folks, what Carl is saying is that a part of us is always scanning for danger. It's kind of our built-in go-to animalistic, you know, protective motion kind of thing. Yes. And so I wanted to start not getting rid of that wiring. I wanted to have other avenues of wiring. And that's why gratitude has become so important. Because as, as you know, um, as a therapist, when you start thinking of things, those neurons fire together. If they fire together, they wire together. So the more you do something, the more it becomes a part of you. If you worry before you go to bed, you're going to wake up with those same thoughts and feelings. So I wanted to break that cycle. It's just interesting that you say this because I was thinking that that it's not it's not just about us, these habits of changing our lives. It's about our relationships too, right? If I look at my my partner every morning and I think how beautiful they are, how much I love you, and I give them a warm kiss every morning, that's probably going to set my day. And if I just sort of knock them out of the way to get out of bed, well, that's also going to set my day. So these little things that we do, these little ways we think of ourselves, and these little reminders we give ourselves of what's important, that can make a big change in our lives. And it sounds like it has for you. It's made all the difference from regular depressions um, and this is <laughs> to you know uh, regular sadness, self-defeating thoughts. A lot of that has been minimized. And because I have these other avenues to be able to utilize and, and think of when I need them the most. Let me ask you, what are some practices that you pull out of this for people? Are there things that people could do to either live in more gratitude, express more gratitude, have that be a focus for themselves? What are, what are some tools that you would offer to people? First, understand why they want to start um, a gratitude practice, because I think transitions are so important. Transitions in life happen on a regular basis. It could be something small, um, like you notice a, a new mole on your shoulder and you're like, is that cancer? To you get laid off from your job. Bodies changing on a regular basis. I, I don't know if it's true, but every seven years or we have a whole completely different body cell. Trust me, Carl, I'm older than you. It's true. <laughs> so it, these are little, a lot of times it, I used to, I used to ignore these little transitions that I had, but now I use them as a springboard. Like when my dad was passing, I went to my gratitude journal. Now, little things that are happening to me, I start adding, I make this as a point of, okay, this is an opportunity. So to come back to your question is understand the, understand the why they want to do it. What is the reason? And then um, pick something small. And I suggest building on, like creating a micro habit by building on a regular habit. So let's let's break that down a little bit into actual like what do you do like so what would you write something down would you think about it and tell us more about the gratitude journal because I have a feeling that's important. Okay, so uh, every night I write in my um, gratitude journal three things: uh, my what and my why. What am I grateful for and why? And the why is important because that's the stuff that infuses into you because when you understand your why, you then are able to feel it. And feeling it is the key point because if you can feel it, then it's going to be something that you want to come back to again and again. A suggestion that I have for a lot of my clients is start with brushing your teeth. Everybody brushes their teeth. 
instead of just thinking, what do I got to do today? What am I, you know, I need to get this done or, oh, like, let me, let me take care of this. Just think about the great things in your life. And I suggest with surrounding gratitude because it's the easiest. There's, there's four levels of gratitude. Well, we'll get, we'll get there. So, okay. I'm just getting into the, I'm making this a micro habit, which was also like, you got all these great terms, but I don't know what they mean. So I'm going to try to parse through them. A micro habit is something that I learned to do on a regular basis. That is not a big thing. Yes. So for example, when you do something super basic, like at the, you know, maybe what you could do is put your gratitude journal on top of your pillow and uh, you write one thing in there. It literally will take you 15 seconds. 15 seconds out of your life is really easy. But if you do every, that every day for 30 days, you started planting the seed and that seed will blossom. And you're, so you're saying maybe I'll take a little thing that I do every day, like brush my teeth. And so I make sure that every time when I'm brushing my teeth and I'm looking in the mirror, I'm thinking about the things that I'm grateful for in life, kind of like that, just something simple like that. Yeah. And you will, you'll get off track, you know, as you brush your teeth, you'll fall off. And then the ideas remind, get yourself back. And if you have some visual thing to help you, like put a post-it note on your mirror right now, I have a a post-it note uh, on my mirror um, that says, you know, think about gratitude. And then every time I see it, I am back to it um, when I brush my teeth. And then as you progress, you, you can start to, you know, build on top of these habits that, you know, these gratitude habits more and more. But the idea is, come back to your point, micro habit, start super small, super easy, because anybody can, if you flush the toilet in the morning, think of one thing you're grateful for. Or one thing you're grateful to be flushing away. (laughs) Yes. My body works. I'm so grateful. Like just that. Oh, it's so powerful. And we forget that. And we forget it, uh, th- those simple things, you know, a sip of water, a sip of tea, a sip of coffee. You know, Carl, these are particularly difficult times that we're living through. And I can imagine, at least me around my house a lot lately, I just, it's so easy to be picky and irritable and frustrated. And this isn't this and that isn't that. And you're not being this and you're not being that. And our lives have gotten kind of small. And the idea that instead of the first word out of my mouth, will be something kind. The first word out of my mouth will be something positive, no matter what. And then I'll nag and then I'll complain. And then I'll like, that's a habit. That's a habit of gratitude. I'm thinking how important gratitude is for the population that I work with, Carl, because most of the folks who are listening often are feeling um, despair about their relationships or hopeless about their futures or extremely regretful about their past or miserable about their present. And I think what's hard for anybody in that place to think about is that even in your worst moments, there are things to be grateful for. I think that's where you plucked this gem out of some really tough moments for yourself. Yeah, like you said, right now, um, we're dealing with uh, COVID-19 and we're struggling to feel this new normal. We're locked in our houses right now, but the reality is we get locked in our own heads every single day. This this will pass, but there will be other things that we'll struggle with. And so right now, this is an opportunity for us as a transition time to add little habits. We're stuck at home. Why not? You know, if you want to get a little bit more, 
you want a healthier body, um, try doing two push-ups every morning. That you know, as soon as you get out of bed, try doing two push-ups. Hey there! I sure hope you're enjoying this sex, love, and addiction podcast. Before we continue, I'd like to remind you that if you or someone you know or love needs treatment for sex addiction, porn addiction, or co-occurring drug problems, Seeking Integrity can help. For more information, please visit our website at www.seekingintegrity.com. That's seekingintegrity.com. Or call us at 747-234-4325. So let me ask you a question. You could have called your book Baby Steps, right? You could have called it Baby Steps, meaning, and I'm not trying to read your name, rename your book, um, <laughs> because I'm thinking what you're saying is just do a little teeny, teeny bit of changing your thinking and a little bit more the next day. And over time, it can become a torrent, but it kind of starts with Baby Steps. The reason I named it Gratitude is because you have to understand why those actions are important to you. And you have to be grateful that you have that opportunity. So there's a, what's really cool um, that's come out about the sciences, you know, willpower is depleting, you know, and you go through a grocery store and you made all these choices and you go to the checkout lane and you see that candy bar sitting on the shelf and you're like, I deserve that candy bar. I'm just going to buy it. We have to be aware of these thoughts and these feelings. And we have to be grateful that these are things that we can tune into. And it's this little, it's this pause before you do anything. It's like you said, like if you wake up and you push somebody out of the way and you're like, I got to go about my day versus pausing and taking a moment and giving somebody a quick kiss. It takes literally five seconds, right? But now that whole trajectory of your day is completely different because you've taken that time to put your attention in that area, and now your day is going to be much more joyful. Folks, what Carl is talking about is really no different than the most basic things that have to happen in recovery. Someone in recovery has to learn to take that little moment out between, I want to go do that, and I'm going to go do that. And little moments in healing and recovery are everything. Our ability to say, you know, I'm not sure that's such a good idea, but it sure looks interesting rather than I'm going to do that. That is everything. And so, Carl, you know, what you're talking about really with gratitude is really an essential piece of, I would say, any spiritual practice, any recovery practice, any therapy practice, which is really to find that moment away from the emotion. Just pull yourself out of the emotion for a moment, whether it's, gosh, darn it, I'm going to get this done, or I hate this person, or and say, hmm, what can I be grateful for here? That's what Carl's saying. But in essence, the larger message here is how can you take a moment out to lift your head up out of where you are and look around you? Because how you feel about everything may not be actually what's happening, but it sure may be how you're feeling about it. Does that, uh, how does that ring you, Carl? Because, you know, what you bring to us is really the very notion of what recovery is all about, which is, again, is having that moment to say no or to consider, do I really want to do that? You know, whereas an addict who's in full flower will just say, screw it, I'm going to go do that. You're talking about gratitude as, as a form of mindfulness, I think. Yeah, because that's what it is, right? It's the foundation of, of, for me, is the foundation of mindfulness. And when you're able to, tap into gratitude, it's what starts you being able to love something. 
If you're grateful for somebody else, you're able to, to figure out how to love them. If you're grateful for yourself, then you're able to start building on that love. And that, to me, is such a vital part. I struggled with meditation for many years. I would sit down on the cushion because I'm like, this is this is good for you. Come on. So you brought that good German, like, I'm going to make myself yes. meditate. And then as each thought came in, it got weaker and weaker and I beat myself up. But what started happening was I made the switch. I used that, that little practice, um, this micro habit. I started thanking each thought as it came in. Wow. And it made a huge difference to how I practiced. And I looked forward to sitting down on the cushion and taking 10 minutes because I knew I was going to be grateful for what came and what didn't. And I enjoy, I love meditation now, and it's a huge part of who I am. You know, folks, I want to, what the concept that, that in part what Carl's talking about, I want to bring up something from the 80s and 90s, which is affirmations. Because affirmations are like a form of gratitude when you say, I am worthy, I am worthwhile, I'm a good person, I love and I deserve to be loved. I remember a time when I used to write those and say them every single morning. I had a tape recorder and used to play them back to myself. These words that were easy to say but hard to, hard to get into your head, right? And, it, and in a way, again, practicing gratitude is like an affirmation. It's like taking a moment out whenever you can to affirm your life, affirm those around you, affirm the joy that is possible. Exactly. And I think for me, the hard part about affirmations is um, not truly believing them. And I think, but I think that's what a lot of people then stop and give up on it, right? Because they're like, I don't know. I don't believe that. And they, they stop. They don't break through that, that shell to, you know, to kind of really dig into the center. And I think to me, that's why taking that time and being grateful for, we have a one in um, a billion, one in a trillion life that we're living right now. This opportunity that we have talking to you, I'm so grateful. You're showing me ways to get this message better out. You know, like I think, you know, you find a way to make sure I'm helping your audience out, which is fantastic. And then that's to me is like the help that I want as I go through. I've been on under other interviews and a lot of times they let you talk and sometimes, you know, I get ahead of myself, you know, and you caught me doing that and you brought me back full circle. And to me, it's like, I, you know, of course I could be upset and be like, um, you know, I'm perfect. I know. Who is this guy to interrupt me when I'm saying something? I mean, you could go there, right? Yeah. And a lot of people do that and saying, no, like this is an opportunity. And i then my first thing is, I'm grateful for you showing me how to communicate to your audience. Well, so let, let's take this on for a minute. And I, I talked to you yesterday before the show and I, when we were talking a little bit and I said, you know, I'm a pessimist. And this is true, folks. I'm absolutely a pessimist and I will tell you why. I love good surprises. I hate disappointments. So for me, I look at the world as a glass half empty. It's just the way I'm built, always have been. I plan on being disappointed and I'm always surprised when good things happen. My favorite guy is my tax accountant because Carl, he always tells me I'm going to owe a lot of money. And then I think, crap, this is going to be terrible. 
And then I get my tax stuff and I don't owe money. I'm actually getting something back. And he, you know, he, see, he knows me. He knows that I'm going to really weigh into that disappointment. And I'm going to be thrilled when the good thing happens that I never expected. And then I'm going to think he's a great accountant. And, and I don't think I could walk around thinking positively about things too much because I think I'd be very disappointed. But that's me. You are someone who's looking at the world with a lens of the glass is half full. Or at least if you don't see the glass half full, you're at least grateful there's a glass. <laughs> How do you do that? Because I'm not wired that way. Okay, so I, I haven't – it's not in my DNA either. It's My DNA is to complain. Um, yes, whining and complaining are very natural to me. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And um, you know, you also talked about you know, there's a, a website where neighbors are you know, uh, sharing ideas back and forth. Next door, yes. Yep, and they're complaining. And you don't want to hear it because we're all struggling and we should be here to try to support each other. And so the idea is not to change how we think and how we feel. The idea is to appreciate the opportunities that these thoughts and feelings bring up. So it's not necessarily saying, oh, I got to stop complaining. It's noticing and then saying, is this the thought that I want to continue acting on? If you don't want to act on that. And if it's making you, if you, and this is, comes back to those feelings. And we've talked about, you know, my tough German father, I had, I stuffed down feelings. That was what I was taught. You know, you power through it. This is why you were so unhappy. <laughs> yes. And I didn't realize like I wasn't truly connected to my feelings. It was always the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Mm, and this is very typical of American culture, which is, I've got this, where's the next thing? I got that house, I got that job, I got now where's the more money, where's the next? In fact, I would say that I got to jump on that because it is antithetical, it is opposite of gratitude to feel like you don't have enough to, lack, lack, feeling lack is the opposite of gratitude. Poor me, I don't have enough, why don't I have this, why don't I have that, this is miserable, my life is heck. And gratitude is the opposite of that, right? And so it, it's sort of the anti-cultural antidote. And I think that you bring up a good point is that, you know, um, we are trained to, to do this and, and to want more. Want more. Be disappointed with what we have. Yes, we are. Yeah. And what we don't realize is we are enough. We have enough. And what we have is already so amazing. Yes. <laughs> but we we need to tune into it and we need to find little ways to appreciate it. I want to tie this up in, in a way with something you said earlier, because I think it's really, really important, Carl. I don't think you're probably as depressed as you were when you were before you started really looking at life this way. Am I correct? Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I bounce back quicker. I'm more resilient. When I fail, I look at that moment as a, as a chance for growth versus oh, woe is me. Like, I can't do anything right. I'm stupid. And Carl, so I'm going to tell you something about that. I'm going to do a practice, a little like voodoo psychotherapy on you. I would say, I'm going to guess that you have always inside of yourself been this joyous, happy spirit who was so excited about life. But the way you grew up and how you were parented and what happened to you left you really feeling less than and not worthy and like nothing you did was right. And you have, through your own intelligence and your own feelings you've and, and your practices, trying to find your way, find your way, therapy, meditation, you have found your way back to who you really are. How does that sound? Yeah. 
And let me tell you why I say this just really quick. Because I could practice a lot of gratitude and I will still be a pessimist. I might be a happier pessimist, but I will always be a pessimist. But I have a feeling you've never felt right being depressed and unhappy. It just didn't fit in your skin. I think you're a naturally positive guy who was waiting to get out all the time. I, I felt like, yeah, I was clawing my way up and out of this this hole. But I also, I, I am a pragmatist. Um, I realize, you know, like, I of course I would um, love other things. I would love to go on more vacations. Um, I would love for Bring Gratitude uh, to be my full-time business. But it's, to me, wherever I'm at, there are things to be grateful for. And what that does is it gives me that stepping stone to, to build. It's given me the confidence to reach out to you, to um, hire people to help me do things that I can't do. None of this would have been possible uh, a few years ago because I would have found a way to, you know, to negate it and beat myself up and then give up and just go try something else instead of go deeper. Carl, tell us the name of the book. Bring Gratitude is the name of the book. And it's just about uh, little joyful mindset practices that uh, you can do in your everyday life. And I've got a lot of unhappy people listening who could really use a few moments of feeling good about themselves. And where do folks find this, Carl, if they want to go looking for it? I have a, a little a link for them if they want some free resources. Bringgratitude.com slash plan. And the idea is gives you little things that you can then plan your day around to help you bring more gratitude. In there, they get a free download, uh, the SOAR technique. And the idea is to help them sleep better. Because if you sleep better, you have more energy. When you have more energy, you can actually try to apply some of these things. Carl, I just so appreciate talking to you. And I feel like I've gotten some tools that are very practical that I can use today just when I go to brush my teeth. Like I can start thinking, "Mm, I'm glad that my teeth are still here. I'm glad that I have a toothbrush. I'm glad that I like this toothpaste and start where I am because we don't necessarily have a place to be grateful for everything right now. But I think this is so important. If you can grab onto just a few things and start there, you can turn things around. Thank you, Carl Staben. Thank you for writing this book. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, this is Dr. Rob again. Thank you for joining us today. If this show has inspired you to seek further information for yourself or someone you love, I encourage you to visit our Treatment Center website, which is www.seekingintegrity.com. There you'll find some useful information about the residential treatment we provide, which I think is some of the best, most useful, short-term effective intensive care you can find for sexual addiction and compulsivity, as well as combined drug sex or chem sex problems. On SeekingIntegrity.com, you can find some useful advice and direction for healing. And don't forget, if you want to write me about this podcast or reach any of my guests, please write me at Rob at SeekingIntegrity.com. I really look forward to our next time together. Take good care.